The Rebbe says that everything that we spoke until now regarding the activities of the Balai Lula and regarding the Koyach that he gives us to go in his paths, this was in regards to his activities in this during his physical life in this world. In addition to this, there's a situation of how it is after the Istalkos, regarding which the Alter Rebbe speaks about in Igeris HaKodesh, the 27th letter and the beer that follows that. The Rebbe first prefaces by saying that surely the Friedrich Rebbe did not abandon his flak chas v'shalom, rather he continues to fulfill his task and his shlichus, as the Gemara says in Masech Soito, in regards to the first Raya Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu, that just like when he was on the mountain, he was serving Hashem and davening on behalf of the Eden, etc. So too, even after his istalkos, he continues to do so and protect the Eden. And who is he protecting? Not only the great tzaddikim or very pious people or even regular average people, but as it's understood from the Gemara, they were speaking about people that even served Avodah The Pasuk says, that he was buried opposite of Beis Po'er. Why opposite of Beis Po'er? The name of a certain Avodah In order to atone for the Maise Po'er. And Taisus explains that every single year at the time when the Yidin did that Avodah this base poet goes and tries to prosecute the Eden and mention their sins. But when it sees the sin of Moshe Rabbeinu, it sort of sinks back down, meaning to say that as a result of seeing Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu's protection, it loses its power. And this is even people that are connected with such a lowly, disgraceful Avedazara as Poer that doesn't even make sense in the mind of a Goy, as the Gemara says regarding the certain non-Jewish woman, that she was able to understand every other aspect of Avedah Zarah other than Baal Poir. And so much so that we weren't purified from it yet. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu is standing to protect even these kind of people that not only shouldn't it harm them, but just the opposite, that this Poir should sink down completely. How much more so now when it has explained in Svarim that the clip of Avedah Zarah was nullified already a long time ago. And therefore all things associated with it were also nullified and only because there is still the world with all its details. So it exists, this clip in some far off corner in the world. But the main work, the main Birurim are in other areas. So therefore generally the Avedah is much easier already. So if that's the case, surely... He's standing and serving in heaven to bring down all good down in this world, all the way to physical good. And first and foremost, starting with the union of Torah, as we know that Torah is our life, not only life in Olam Haba, but also life in the literal sense, as we know in the famous story of Rabbi Akiva, when he was questioned how, he's, how it's possible for him to put himself into danger, learning Torah as opposed to the decrees of the government, and he gave that famous marshal of the fox that was at the edge of the river, and he sees these fish, which are running back and forth, and they're afraid, and when he suggests that he come out, they say to him that if we're so frightened in the place of our life, how much more so in the place where we have a certain death? So in a similar way, the Rabbi Akiva says in regards to learning Torah, the Torah is our life. And surely if we stop learning Torah, then definitely we won't have any chance. From this we understand that Torah gives us also physical life. Of course, there also needs to be then the union of Kemach, as it says, Imein Torah, Ein Kemach. So there's also associated with it that together with the Torah, it needs to come down to our physical life. And this is what the Alter Rebbe explains in Igeris HaKodesh, as mentioned before, that after this, Talkos, we could still be receiving Torah, we could still be receiving all sorts of Hashpois from the Tzaddik, who a Tzaddik's life is not a physical life, but rather a spiritual life of a Muno, 
Yira and Ava as all the different proofs that the Alter Rebbe brings for this, and even in a greater way than when the Tzaddik's Neshama was in his body, which then we were only able to receive through the body, and it had the various different restrictions of the Nefesh and the Ruach, whereas after the Estalkos we could receive without any limitations at all. Says the Rebbe that in addition to this general idea that starts right from the moment of the Estalkos is an additional point after 20 years, as will soon be explained. And as mentioned a number of times, that every Indian in Pnimi Yisra also has a remez or even a clear, or a clear idea in Nigla de Torah. So we find something special regarding the idea of 20 years, regarding Shimshon, that was one of the Shoiftim by the Yidin. But again, first prefacing, that amongst the Shoiftim that were leading the Yidin in all areas, as it says, Shoiftim v'Shoitim titl l'chabachol sh'arecha, it was their job, their task, to be able to rule the Yidin and clarify every single din, every single argument, and so on. But even amongst them, there are many different levels. But then there's the one shayfet that he is called Shimshon. The Gemara says, Why is he called Shimshon? This is based on the name of Hashem, regarding whom it says, Hashem So Hashem is being referred to over here, compared over here to the Shemesh, literally to the sun. Mogin is the shield. And the Rebbe explains the general idea of a name, when we call someone by a name, is means this is something that everyone was able to see in him, and therefore he's being called by this name. If we're saying that Shimshon is being called, so-called, on the name of Hashem, and a name has special significance, it's understood that the reason why he's being called this is because it was his idea, his inion, to draw down and to reveal the name of Hashem in every single place. The truth of the matter is this is the task of every single shayfet. However, there are some shayftim that the rest of the world saw by them various different qualities, that he's a great person, that he's a great leader, that he's a great judge, that he does all sorts of things of justice and righteousness, and based on that will also be the way they will be called by different names. However, it's not in a way that there's nothing else that you call them other than on the name of Hashem, by the name of Hashem, in order to come to this sort of recognition, this sort of conclusion by some of the other shayftim, you would need to think, you would need to be misboinen. Why does he act in such a way? Why is he paskening in a certain way? As we even find by Shleimah HaMelech, regarding whom it says that he sat on the throne of Hashem. So after judging a particular case of the famous story with the two women, the, the Pasuk says that everyone saw that he has this wisdom of Hashem. However, when it comes to Shimshon, we're saying that he's called by the name of Hashem. In other words, that everybody that sees him, whether it's a Yid or Lahavdil or Plishti, is calling him Shimshon based on the name of Hashem because Shem Hashem Elikim. In other words, Hashem is being Hashem is being called by the Hashem is called by the name Havaya as well as by the name Elikim. And as a result of these two names of Hashem, we have the general idea in the world of Shemesh and Mogin, the sun and his shield. From this we understand that the special quality of Shimshon, when, he say that then we, when we call him based on the idea of Shemesh Havaya, so Shimshon's quality is similar to the advantage and to the idea of Havaya as opposed to Elohim. What's the difference? Shem Havaya is called the Shem Ha'etzim, the name of the very essence. Shem Ha'meyucha, the very the very unique and explicit name, Shem HaMafayrush. However, Shem Elikim, yes, it's one of the seven names of Hashem that cannot be erased, but it's not called by this particular um, name of Shem HaEtzem, Shem HaMeyuchad, Shem HaMafayrush, as if it's the one unique name of Hashem. 
And this is actually what Shemesh Havaya means. When we speak about the name Havaya and comparing it to the sun, it's because this is the name of Hashem that shows ungodliness being revealed. That's what Havaya means. Past, present, and future altogether. Havaya also means creating, the creator. And as the Alter Rebbe explains to Shari Chudve that the Hey Vav Hey from the name Havaya represents the creation, means creation. And the Yud represents the idea of something happening in a constant way. Meaning to say that it's not only something of the past, but rather every single second. As one, he is creating all the worlds from absolutely nothing. As we say in Davening, I'm a Chadish Betuvoy. That Hashem is constantly creating my Zibereshis, as explained at length in Shara Yichud Vemunah. That's all regarding Shem Havaya. When it comes to Shem Alikim, Shem Alikim is an expression of power, of strength, because Hashem is the one that has the ability and has all the, is the one that has all the koichos, as explained in Tur and Shulchan Aruch regarding the kavana that we need to have when we're saying brachis in the names of Hashem. This is more similar to the mugging to the shield because it's not the name that is unique only to Hashem. Rather, as we find that even judges are called by the name Elohim. As the Pasuk says, Adho Elohim, Yovid Varshneim. And the fact that Hashem is called Elohim, as in the Pasuk, Elohim needs of Badaskel, that's because He is the source from where all of the koiches, where, where all the energies and the powers come. And since Hashem creates the world in a way, Morabu Ma'asecha Hashem with so many things, Ma'godlu Ma'asecha, such great things, and that, that's why he's called Elikim, which is actually grammatically in Lashen Rabim, because of Morabu Ma'asecha, because all of these things, the multiple things that Hashem is creating with his power. And in accordance to this, when it comes to the various different judges, and so to generally regarding Yudin, we find those that their conduct was more in a way of mugging, more in a way of the shield. That means not the way the sun is out of its shield, but rather as the sun is being covered and protected by the shield. But then there is a special quality of Shimshon, which is called by the name of Hashem, Shemesh Havaya, that by him, the, the way he conducted himself was, is that so it's to such a degree that when a, even a Plishti saw him in the street, he sees what he sees in him is Hashem, the way Hashem is called, Shemesh Havaya, without any shield, without any concealments. So regarding Shimshon, it says in the Yerushalmi, asks the following contradiction. In one Pesach, it says that he judged the Yidin Arboim Shana for 40 years. In another Pesach, it says, Vushafat as Yisrael Esrim Shana, that he judges the Yidin for 20 years. How do these two Pesukim go together? So the Gemara says, because the Pelishtim were afraid of Shimshon 20 years after he passed away, just as they were afraid of him to 20 years during his lifetime. Says the Rebbe has pointed out also briefly in the letter, this is a letter that the Rebbe wrote um, in the beginning of Chodesh Shvat, that since in the Pesach it says, Yisrael, that he judged the Yidin, it's understood that Shimshi's main Indian was to judge, to lead the Yidin, but in order to do that, he first needed to deal with the Plishtim, so the Plishtim had to be afraid of him, but since fearing the Plishtim was also 20 years after he passed away, therefore you could say, Yisrael, he judged the Yidin for 40 years, because through this the Yidin were able to act in the spirit of Shimshin even 20 years after he passed away, just like the 20 years during his lifetime. Says the Rebbe, since we know the Klal, and it's even in Halacha, that we always have to increase in holiness, so, so it's obviously not, doesn't make sense to say that Vayish Petes Yisrael, that he judged the Yidin and that his influence only lasted 20 years after this Talkos and no more than that. 
However, regarding Shimshon, there's no question why it's only 20 years, because afterwards starts the Shoifei that follows after that. And we know that Ein Malchus Negaz Bechavarto, one kingdom does not go into the next one, so therefore after Shimshon comes the turn of the next Shoifei. However, in our case, the Rebbe is referring back to the Friedrich Rebbe, since we're speaking about a Nasi Yisroel. That who could give us anybody instead of him? So it's understood that even after the 20 years, everything continues, and only in a way of going higher and higher. And as in every single thing, says the Rebbe, there's a Rem is a Nigla for this as well, until actually, practically, a halacha. There is a Psaktin in the Gemara, that from which age could a child, this is referring to an orphan, when could he start dealing with the real estate of his father and selling it? The possessions of his father is only when he's 20 years old. The simple reason is because until 20, he doesn't have yet that intellect, that brain capacity to be able to sell his father's possession. Yes, it's true that we have a halacha that children, even when they sell something, it's also considered a transaction and sold, even from six years old. And it only increases as time goes on from age that he becomes smarter and smarter. He has more and more permission and right to be able to choose how to act in various different things. However, when it comes to his father's possessions, that he should be able to have full ownership to know exactly how to run the business, so to speak, of his father's possessions. That's only once he turns 20 years old. Regarding inheritance, so even a child of one day old, the moment he's born, he's already a, a, he already inherits everything. Yes, it's true, we have to appoint someone to take care of to take care of him and the possessions etc but so, and that's true even from the youngest age but in order to be able to actually have the power to go ahead and sell that he had to go from one level to the next until he's 20 years old that's when he's considered to have the shlemus the perfection of the seichel in regards to the possessions of his father and that's why we don't find that there should be any difference after that of 30 years old or 40 years old because at 20 years old he's considered to have already the full Seichel, the full amount of intellect that's needed for these possessions, even his father's possessions. In the terms of Kabbalah, as it's explained in Eitzchayim, and the Alter Rebbe brings this in Lukotei Torah and Parshas Bamidbar, that this is the time when he gets the level called Makifim of Abba, a high level of a great transcendental light from the level of Chochmah, which is considered the perfection of, of intellect, not only on the level of Bina, but even of Abba, of Chochmah. And as explained in the Zoyar on the Pasek, Vayiyu Chayi Soro, Meyashana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'sheva Shanim. It speaks about the life of Sarah, 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years. So there it says that 7 years corresponds to the 7 Midois, Esrim Shana corresponds to the Moichen, to the intellect, and then there's a concept of Meyashana, which is already a much higher level, Keser, which is higher than Seichel. So from this we understand that when one that that after there's the twenty years, so not only don't things go less and go down, but on the contrary, now we go to even a higher level, heading towards the idea of Meyashana. The Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on what the Alter Rebbe says on the Pasuk, to count all the Yidden, and the Pasuk says, literally by their heads or by their skulls, from 20 years and up, all of those that go out to the army by the Yidden, etc. The question is, however, why the expression, it's a word in Torah, obviously it's very accurate. So the Rebbe says, Gulgoylas, the skull, this is the bone that surrounds the head, which the main thing, the head, of course, is the brain, um, which is the place of the intellect, which is inside of the skull. So seemingly the skull is only something very external. 
Yes, it's true, the skull is protecting the brain, but nevertheless, in halacha, there's a concept that there could be various different holes in the skull, as long as most of it is not crushed, so then it could still be considered a kosher animal, etc. Whereas when it comes to the moyach, the brain, if there's a little hole in the membrane and the skin around the brain then that is in the so then it can affect already the the whole life of this particular thing if that's the case when we speak about counting the yidden as yoitzitz of israel going out in the army going to war so seemingly we would have to emphasize their special qualities we understand lifting their heads but why do we speak about the skulls why not just the Roish? Why the Gulgoyl is the skull specifically? So Chassidus explains, and this is hinted in the words of the Alter Rebbe, that in order for you to go out there to, into war of conquering the world, it's not enough that he just goes with his intellect, which has the level of Moichen Shabbat Roish, but there also needs to be to lift the head to the level of Gulgoyl, the skull, to something that's higher than the intellect. Represent This represents the idea of Mesiras Nefesh, the complete dedication of one's soul and one's will to Hashem, and only then could he go out to the army. More specifically, there is a concept of Mesiras Nefesh that's in the beginning of the Avoidah. We start off our day with saying, which means even before we start learning Torah, even before we have his boinunus, even before we have, we wash our hands, we already say, we're dedicating ourselves completely to Hashem, a certain submission to Hashem. However, this is not the Mesiras Nefesh that we're talking about when one goes out to war in order to go out into the world in a way that the world shouldn't swallow you but rather you should be able to affect the world, even in the worldly things, that it should all be according to the way Hashem wants. So in addition to the Mesiras Nefesh, by Moida Ani, there's a Mesiras Nefesh that's needed during davening, which comes after one was first meditated first with his seichel, with his intellect about the greatness of Hashem and the lowliness of man. As the Razal tell us, there are more paskans in the name of Talmudia Rabbeinu Yoyno, that a person needs to think before davening about the greatness of Hashem and the lowliness of man. And this is the general isboinunus that we have during Psuki, the Zimra and Birchis, Krishma, both the Brochis before and afterwards. Then we get to Krishma, and finally we get to the Mesiras Nefesh of Shemayna Esrei, where we're standing like a servant in front of our master, without any sort of self, Metzius, without any feeling of self at all. Because an Eved, a servant, is not an, is not an entity for himself, as the Rajba says when explaining the concept of whatever an Eved has automatically belongs to his master, that it's not in a way that the servant first acquires it and then it goes to the master. But right from the outset, it immediately becomes the master's because the Eved, the servant, is not considered as a Metzius for himself. So going back to the Pasuk Suesresh counting the Yidden, Legul Galoisim, to their skulls, from 20 years upwards, that when, a per, when there is the shleim, is the perfection of ben esrim shana, which is the perfection of moichen of intellect. That means when a person utilizes intellect already completely to understand the wisdom of Hashem in the world, as the Rambam discusses at length in Hilchus Yisoyedi Atoida, that the way to get to love and fear Hashem is when a person meditates on Hashem's actions and his creations and sees and appreciates Hashem's wisdom. So then after all of that, which again, Ben Esrim represents the perfection of intellect, now you go up, Ben Esrim, Shana Vamayla, beyond that, you go even to a greater level, to lift up the head, to lift up the, in, the intellect to the level of Gulgoylis, to that which is beyond intellect, which this is the idea of the Mesiris Nefesh, the proper Mesiris Nefesh, which is needed 
in order to be Yoytzei to go out to the war to be a soldier. Says the Rebbe, this is also the lesson in regards to our case in connection to Yud Shvat, 20 years later, that after we finished 20 years of the Shofat in which he judged the Yidin, as we said before, that because of this, there is the fear that the Plishtim have his, his, the, the, the Plishtim are afraid of him. And this is true in every single generation. So then does me benesim shon of a mile beyond the 20 years. That means we go to a higher level than the, from the 20 years. From the perfection of Moichin to an avoid of Mesiras Nefesh. To use the expressions of Kabbalah, the avoid is now not only from the level of intellect but from Keser. And through this we become that we go out into the world to be able to make the world a place for Hashem. And then as the Pasuk says, that we become the armies of Hashem to greet Mashiach Tzedkenu because we completed all of our action in the time of Golos. We burn down the Golos and it becomes the end of Golos. To use the expression, that the Golos is completed and finished. And it comes the beginning of the Gula and the full Gula. For those that are in the dust will get up and sing. And including the Bali Lula amongst them. And as it's brought the proof regarding the order of things. That even though it says in the Zohar that Chiyas Meis is going to be 40 years after the gathering of the exiles. Nevertheless, that's only the Shleimus of Chiyas HaMesim. In other words, the full Tchiyas HaMesim. But you have to say that even before that, there will be Tchiyas HaMesim of Moshe Rabbeinu, including the Moshe of every generation, and Aaron, the leaders of the Yidden. Because as it says in Toysvah, and Masech Tapsachim, that when the Beis HaMikdosh is going to be built, which is before the gathering of the Goliath, as the Ramam tells us, so already Moshe and Aaron will be with us, as the Gemara also explains in Masech Yuma. And he will build the Beis HaMikdush in its place, gather the dispersed of the Yidden, and then we'll know that he is Moshiach Bevadai, Ba'agolo Didan, Bukhari of Mamash.